We're back to Neil Haley Show. I'm excited first to welcome the program, the author of the Hollow Man series and also owner of Hollow Man Publishing, Paul Halls. Paul, how are you? I know you're excited about our guest. We have a very special guest today, uh, Carl uh, Sharperson. Uh, he is not only a CEO, but he's a, he's an executive coach and he's an author. So welcome, Carl. Thank you. Glad to be here. Always a pleasure. So talk talk about how you started in executive coaching. What made you want to coach after being a CEO and help others? Well, it kind of morphed in. I, I grew up playing football, an athlete in the military. So I always gravitated towards coaching type mindsets. You know, Vince Lombardi was a hero. Uh, my coach was a student of Vince Lombardi. So that was always the mindset that I had when I was in the military, when I was working in Fortune 500 companies. And that's kind of what I gravitated to is helping people in that arena. Very, very good. So talk about CEO. So CEO of a coaching company or were, are you CEO of a company as well? As exactly? uh, I, I, I have my own company. I do speaking, business consulting, executive coaching, strategic planning, uh, and I also uh, authored two books. So I basically, simplistically, what I do and what I've done over the last 20 years is help individuals and organizations gain clarity. There's a lot of stuff going on all the time, but you can't do everything. So I help them gain clarity, help them develop strategies because you can't work on everything using the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle, and then helping them identify a roadmap to maximize their potential. So let's talk a little bit more about what you're talking about. What are ways that like, uh, I guess you can become better as an executive? What are the missing pieces sometimes? Well, let me tell you this story. Um, I was working for Colgate Palmolive and I went to a program called the Looking Glass Experience. Uh, it's a program called uh, for CCL, which is one of the top leadership institutes that's not academic. And it's located in Greensboro, North Carolina. I went there to, quote unquote, get fixed because my boss and I were having disagreements. So I go through this training program, executive coaching program, went back, became a trainer and went through about probably trained about. 15 different times, and that's 31 executives times 15 times. At the end of the training, the question is always, what is the most important thing you need to do to become a better leader? 95% of the time, these high-powered executives from all over the world would say this, work-life balance. They say things like, I'm getting paid a lot of money, I'm on my third wife, and she just filed for divorce. They say things like, I got two kids, one doesn't know me, and the other one's on drugs. They say things like, I'm 60 pounds overweight. I just have my third stint put in. That's what high-powered executives would say. So I know I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much power you have. You got issues just like I have issues. And, and we, it's because we think differently in so many ways. We just keep working and working and working. And how did you finally figure out that work-life balance? When was that kind of wake-up call for you? Well, when I uh, transitioned, uh, I, I moved to South Carolina to be close to the family. And uh, my boss and I agreed to disagree. And then that's when I started up my business. And then I said, okay, what can I sell? You know, what will people pay for and how can I add value? And that's kind of how I came up with being my own boss and doing leadership coaching. I got it. And so then you have more work-life balance than you did when you were CEO? Exactly. Well, yeah, I think I, one of the things I traded off was money for time. In other words, when I started working for myself, I had more flexibility. 
which allowed me to spend more time with my kids. I never missed a cheerleading competition, never missed a ball game, you know, actually did some substitute teaching. Uh, and in the long run, it helps me out. Here's the other thing that happens to executives. And this is, uh, <laughs> I was coaching this guy, I was thinking, trying to coach this guy uh, who's very successful, Naval Academy graduate, making a lot of money. And he said, Carl, I don't want to be um, disrespectful, but how can you help me? I said, well, let me ask you this question. What does a CEO of Fortune 500 company, a very successful entrepreneur, and a senior pastor of a megachurch, what do they all have in common? He says, I don't know. I said, they all don't have anybody they can talk to. The higher you get up on the rung, the more difficult it is to find some people that can give you some decent perspective. Why? Because what do you think? They're just yes people, everybody. Exactly. Exactly. The boss, you know, the, 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 the everybody, the underlings want to keep the boss happy. Now, if the boss says, I need you to tell me what my flaws are, then they, you know, but most CEOs don't do that. And you just start smelling yourself after a while. It's natural. And then how are you able to figure that out? Like, especially working with such high level people in executive coaching. Yeah. Well, you know, I, because I've worked in so many different environments and I'm very transparent, my experience has been if I'm transparent with people, they'll be transparent with me. So it doesn't take me long to get people to tell me whatever, because I'm very vulnerable. I'll tell them, look, I helped integrate a school. Uh, 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four non-Hashkins lymphoma, you know, lost my job. In my book, I talk about how you lose your job without losing your mind. A year ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, overcame cancer. So, you know, you talk about the struggles that you had. And when you do that, people open up to you. And once they open up to you, then, you know, you can help them. All right. So let's kind of jump into your latest book. Tell us about it. Well, my latest story, my latest one is called Sharp Leadership, Parenting Principles for Rearing Young People. I wrote that about five months ago. A year ago, I had colon cancer surgery. And during the time that I was had that downtime is when I wrote that book. It's all stories about my kids. During the pandemic, I saw so many parents struggling with the rearing of their kids. So I decided to write a book, too, and it's kind of like a self-help strategy book. It's my take on how to rear happy, healthy, productive kids. So by the time they turn 18 years old, they have the social skills that they need. They have the communication skills. They have the work ethic. They know how to pick good friends uh, and be successful and earn a living. So that's my most recent book. Then that's, uh, first, that, that's that's okay, go ahead. Yeah, the first out. book, Sharp Leadership, Overcome Adversity, to lead with authenticity. It talks about me growing up in Washington, D.C., integrating the school, uh, going from a place where everybody looked like me to a place where nobody looked like me and didn't want me there. Talks about going to prep school to learn how to study before I went to the academy, played football at the academy, Marine Corps pilot, um, three Fortune 500 companies, um, a president or plant manager of a union facility. So all of those different arenas that I've been in, there's some common principles. And that's what's in the book, Sharp Leadership, Overcome Adversity to Lead with Authenticity. I had a 17-year Marine Corps veteran, got out of Marine Corps at PTSD, became a substance abuser. Then he became homeless. Now he runs a shelter for homeless veterans. He said it's the first book he ever read from cover to cover in his life. What do you think high net worth individuals and people who have a real great talent have difficulty and they hit rock, they can really have these highs and lows, you know, compared to somebody that just has the job they love. They're not really stressed that much compared to the high level stress in an executive or a, a business owner or somebody where they love it, 
but at times it's really painful and it can be like you could feel so great and then moments later the wind will be taken out of your sails yeah that's um that's one of the things that happens when <laughs> when you get high when you you know in any when you get high that means it's going to be a low and and life is like this if you keep moving you're going to be highs and they're going to be lows so my take on how to do that is try to get better a little bit at a time you know uh focus on the future don't focus on the past surround yourself with people that are like-minded that can pick you up uh and be authentic with people and, and be truthful and, and wow. i'm a firm believer in routines for example uh, i get up at five at four o'clock in the morning i work out i swim hour and a half two days a week and anyway i have a regimen Monday through friday so i have a routine i get up at a certain time i exercise i meditate okay then i do my work then i and i shut it down at a certain time and I'm able to rest. What happens with a lot of high-powered executives, the minds are always running, so they never rest, you know? So having that daily routine is so, so important. And when the pandemic hit, it messed up everybody's routine. That's why you had, that's one of the reasons, in my opinion, that you had so many mental health issues and stuff like that. You had the, the parents coming home, the kids coming home. Uh, and what happens with a, um, with a baby is if the baby wants to know what time do I eat, what time are you going to change my diapers? And if you don't do that, you end up with a cranky baby. So during the pandemic, we had cranky adults and cranky kids. All right. Best place people can find information on you and purchase your book. Where can they go? www.carlsharpersonjr.com. All right. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment.